500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said i'm mad i must eradicate piracy injustice and cruelty and all my sons will follow me so evil doers will believe that this man cannot die the phantom the ghost who walks the phantom enemies beware the phantom's always there but you won't find the phantom he finds G'day everybody, and for those who have come in late, you're listening to X-Band, the Phantom Podcast. My name is Jermaine, and today I'm joined by Dan Fraser. How are you, sir? I'm good, Jermaine. Very good. Um, it's good to, be, um, good to be talking Phantom again. Yeah. How are you, how are you going playing Postman? <laughs> um, I had no idea that you could spend that money, that much money at a post office. Um, <laughs> I took the pre, or we're talking about the bushfire book, of course. Um, I took the pre-orders um, in as a big job lot on, uh, I think it was Thursday, and uh, yeah, over five hundred dollars in postage to to send all of those out, and uh, the orders have kept flowing in. So um, mm. a, a bit of packing and stuff to do over the weekend as well. Yeah, and if you want to find out more about that, you can listen to episode 146. But um, today we are joined by a very special guest who, someone that we've been looking forward to chat with. Um, uh, so without further ado, we'll just introduce him. So today we're joined by Eric Arana, who is Partner Creative Art Director at Boss Fights Studios. In July 2019, uh, BFS, or Boss Fight, uh, announced they had a license for the Phantom. And recently, in February 2020, which is just under a couple of weeks ago, at the New York Toy Fair, they showed off the first samples of their Phantom line. Now, we're going to be asking a lot of questions, including how everyone, including us, we are fans first, and we're excited because we want cool stuff to collect, how we can get our hands on these at the end of the interview. So if you want to know how you can some of these figurines for yourself you need to stay tuned and listen all the way to the end um, <laughs> or just skip ahead <laughs> yeah. no don't do that <laughs> <laughs> so we're all very excited about finally getting a decent phantom figurine now um before we introduce eric dan one of the stories that i like about your past is the um story about your phantom figurine so Quickly, before we introduce Eric, do you think you can just briefly tell us why this specific fan figurine means so much to you? Sure. And uh, I have talked about this on the podcast before, so I won't take a lot of time over it. But this was the very first... YouTube viewers can can see um, the little figure I'm holding up. It's the um, Kaloob, I think, Defenders of the Earth um, toy with the, uh, the punching motion at the back almost broken now. This guy was the very first Phantom collectible I ever got and I played with him like he was a toy. He was not a collectible. You can see in the screen that he's uh, not in the best condition, but that's because he's super well loved and uh, really kickstarted my journey as a Phantom collector, this little guy. And, and that's the impact that I think a figurine can have. And that's um, part of why we're so excited about uh, a new one coming out because um, you and I, Jermaine, have got children um, who we want to be able to give Phantom toys to, and this is the first example, or not this, this was my first example of a Phantom toy, and I think for lots of kids, the, the one that Boss Fight are bringing out might well be theirs. Yeah, very good. All right, so without further 
um, delay. Uh, Eric, how are you, sir? I'm I'm good. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm really looking forward to this conversation today. Awesome. Now, did I butcher your last name? Um, well, I, my last name is actually Aranya, but I, I never force anyone to say it like that because it's, it's, it's a little bit of a mouthful. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, all right. it's, a pod, it's a podcast <laughs> tradition for everyone to stuff up, uh, for us to stuff up people's names, especially me. So um, I, please accept my apologies, Eric. Oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so could... Let's start off. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your age or your age range, if you don't want to give specifics, where you were raised, um, uh, you know, and then we can get into a little bit about yourself and your journey of figurines and we'll just let you Sure. Um, I'm 45. I was born in the Midwest of the U.S. in Chicago, but I was raised in South Florida. Um, I eventually, uh, I, I went to college late, but I, I went to college in Georgia, um, for comic books, for sequential art. So my, my background was actually trying to break into comics. Um, okay. I, I, it tr- I tried for years, uh, to break into comics after college and eventually kind of tripped and stumbled into toy, toy design. I, it was never really an intention to go after toy design, but I, um, I made custom toys and I collected toys and I used to take them apart and re-engineer them and put them back together and paint them and all this stuff. And it was kind of one of those things where I probably should have always been doing toys and not comics. (laughs) And, Um, I ended up, uh, doing some freelance work for Hasbro, then more freelance work for Hasbro. And then I moved closer to Hasbro. We left, uh, my wife and I at the time lived in New York city and we moved to, to Massachusetts, which was right, you know, about an hour from Hasbro and, um, eventually ended up working at Hasbro as a designer. Um, I worked on GI Joe uh, some transformers. Mo- mostly, I was on those as exclusives, so I didn't do a ton of them. But my my long running claim to fame at Hasbro was Star Wars. I was on that for about four years, five, four, four or five years straight, and uh, worked on the Vintage line and the Legends line. Did stuff for kids, did stuff for collectors, did vehicles, all sorts of stuff, and that was like my my kind of long running. Uh, uh, assignment there. Oh wow! Out of out of all of your Hasbro stuff, Eric, is there one thing that stands out as a particular favorite, or or something you're super proud of in particular? Yeah, I have I have two that I always go to. Um, one of them is uh, for the first Captain America movie. We put out a three pack of international heroes, so it was a comic book Captain America. Red Guardian and uh, Captain Britain in a three pack, and it had like the flags behind them, and it was kind of kind of this like I, I'm always a big fan of of reaching out to like in in comic books. I'm a, I'm always a big fan of the international characters. Um, 
so that was a that was one and then the other one i i really loved that i got to do was uh i designed i created and designed the mini yoda jedi starfighter so it was yoda's personal jedi starfighter and it was all tiny and compact and it had a, it had what i called the the jedi seat, the jedi booster seat in it so you could take out the seat <laughs> for yoda and it would fit a normal size figure but <laughs> like it had this little tiny booster seat for yoda oh that's cool <laughs> <laughs> so could why would you form your own company if you like because I believe uh, Boss Fight started in 2013. Yeah. So was it just something because you prefer to work on your own, you prefer the challenge, or what was the reason behind going on your own? Well, all the founders of Boss Fight, um, I, I ended up being at Hasbro during a tumultuous time, and I was actually part of a large company-wide layoff. Um, as, as were the other, some of the other, uh, founders of boss fight after that, we kind of didn't want to go back to a corporation again. We yeah. wanted to do something for ourselves Yeah. and boss fight kind of seemed to be the way to go. And we, um, we created the company together. Uh, there are four partners. Um, most of the company is actually ex Hasbro in some way. Like, oh, we have, there's four partners and five employees. And almost all of us are from Hasbro. Uh, I think there's only two. Yeah, there's only two employees that are not from Hasbro. Everybody else yeah, right. is ex-Hasbro, whether it's our packaging designer, our graphics guy, our painter. Like, it, we're all, we all did different things at Hasbro. Oh, wow. That's probably so, not a surprise, I guess, given that Hasbro was uh, just huge in the in the comic market at the time. And I guess if you if many of you were laid off at the same time, um, yeah. yeah, looking for that looking for that challenge. Yeah, it's. I mean, a lot of people in this area have worked at Hasbro in some capacity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I'd one imagine. of the biggest employers in in Rhode Island. So. <laughs> Now we mentioned this when uh, you, you said just before the podcast started that uh, you're from Rhode Island, and um, uh, surely you've got to go and um, well, you're, you're the second most famous. I hope I'm not being unfair when I say you're the second most famous now phantom person to come from Rhode Island, with obviously the uh, newspaper author um, Tony DePaul being a Rhode Island native as well. I'll have to look him up and uh, meet up with him because that would be great. <laughs> I love I love meeting creative people. So, awesome. yeah, that'd be cool. Well, so, we'd love a photo yeah. when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I guess, talking about uh, the newspaper comic strip, um, did you ever read The Phantom as a... Did you ever read him like, as a younger person, or do you still read him now? Or I didn't uh, know who The Phantom was until about six months ago. No, I'm just joking. I... I <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's hearts just sunk because um, um, <laughs> <of> that. <laughs> hey, again, YouTube watchers, you can see a twinkle in Eric's eye when he says that. That was uh, yeah, your tongue yeah, was yeah. firmly planted in your cheek, <laughs> <laughs> which just gives you another reason why you should be watching us on the YouTube <laughs> after you listen to us on the podcast. Um, no, my my, uh, my my father is from Bolivia in South America, so he grew up reading 
the Phantom and Mandrake, and those were his favorite superheroes. I myself am a self-proclaimed uh, comic book geek, uh, so I knew a lot about the Phantom and Mandrake from my father. I also read the daily strips in the newspaper of uh, Phantom, um, Flash Gordon, and uh, Prince Valiant as well. So I did, yeah, I did know who he was. Um, anytime a comic company would, because, you know, the Phantom here in the U.S. bounced around comic company to comic company, whether, whether it was Marvel or DC or Dynamite or whoever, I often would at least try the first couple of issues of each series. Um, a lot of times I didn't stick with them um, because I'm, I'm on top of being a comic geek i'm kind of a comic book snob like i like this very particular, <laughs> particular uh like quality in comics so my, most of my comic book comic knowledge for phantom was uh, from the strips because You're of right. that and i always liked those and i like the the short quick vignettes of storytelling that the like three panel provides and stuff like that um cool. the uh and of course, he blew up in the U.S. when the movie came out. I, I know it didn't mm. it supposedly didn't do well, but it kind of became a cult thing instead here. Mm. Uh, the, the Billy yeah. Zane film, um, which I love. Yeah, So yeah, I was a fan, um, especially of the Phantom. Um, of course, you know I, you know. Defenders of the Earth and Phantom 2040. Phantom 2040 was a brilliant show. Like, that was one of my favorites. And, um, and of course, you know, like I said, Defenders of the Earth was, was a great show. And he was, you know, involved in that as well. So, mm. Mm. so it's in your DNA. So it was only, uh, yeah. yeah, awesome. So um, was, what was your dad's reaction when you found out that you've got the license for uh, the Phantom and stuff? Oh, he, he thought it was very cool. He, um, his first question was, what about Mandrake? Because Mandrake was... <laughs> <laughs> and I had explained to him the whole thing that, like, we don't, we don't really... We don't have Mandrake yet. Um, he's a separate license from... Fla like, Flash Gordon, Phantom, and Mandrake are separate licenses. And Lothar is, is uh, wrapped up in the Mandrake license. Yeah. We wanted to roll out with Phantom and... and uh, Flash Gordon first because there's more to do with them. Yeah. Whereas Mandrake, there's a little less to do visually, and that's well known enough that it'll sell toys. Yeah. So we are looking to do Mandrake eventually, but um, we need to see how Flash and Phantom sales do first. So oh, is part of that um, when you talk about more to do? Do you mean accessories like? Um, yeah, We'll get to it, I suppose, but you've got a hero, um, <laughs> the horse figure for the Phantom yeah. in the first wave. And, um, you know, there's so many characters in the Phantom universe and, and likewise Flash Gordon and, of course, the, the ships and the toys and the, the rest of it that he might have. So that's the sort of thing you mean? Yeah, there's, there's just, there's more, there's more character. You, you can dive in deeper with characters and yeah. accessories and stuff like that. Um, Mandrake, there's just a little bit less. I mean, like even in Defenders of the Earth, they like the main villain is Flash Gordon's villains. Like, you know, there's a lot less of the stuff yeah. pulled from the other things. Even like, so you know, um, we we are in fact uh, Wave Two of Phantom will feature a villain as well. So we're okay. you, you know uh, we're we are digging deep into Phantom. 
Okay, cool. We'll, put a, we'll come back to that. I'm making a note. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we stick to the script, to but I'm coming back to the villain. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's go all the way back. Uh, so obviously something like the license for the Phantom doesn't just happen. So sh- when did you first start working on the Phantom figurines? Could you tell us a little bit about the, the journey of getting the license and, and stuff like that? Yeah, we um we actually wanted to pitch for the Phantom license a while ago, like a couple of years ago, and I we put together this whole pitch that was pr- probably deeper and more overwhelming than we actually could have handled at the time because <laughs> we're still a small company, um, and it kind of it kind of got like we hadn't had any licenses yet. So I, I think it kind of just kind of fell to the wayside as something that, you know, we reached out to, to King Syndicate and um, then we just kind of backed off and we went on and we got the, you know, the license for Bucky O'Hare and Sam and Max and, and some others. And then we, and then we, kind of came back around and started and reached out again to King Features and started to talk to them again. And this time we laser focused the uh, pitch to include, to be, to include Flash Gordon as one line, Phantom as another line. And we're also doing the uh, upcoming Sunday comics, Sunday morning comics line of PVCs like Dennis the Menace and Beetle Bailey and stuff like that, which oh. uh, King represents. So yeah. we, when we kind of did it that way, it, it, like, and as I said, we laser focused line to like origin, originally we were pitching for like multiple waves a year, four figures a year and all this stuff. Now we were like, no, we're going to go do two figures a year and we'll do a couple of waves and then we'll see how it grows from there and, you know, things like that. And at this point we had the horses were in development already. So we could kind of wrap that into it. And, you know, it's obvious to put Phantom with Hero as a pack and stuff. So I think it, it just had more traction a couple of years into our company than it did early on. So do you feel that, with the license with Bucky O'Hare and stuff like that, it kind of groomed you and made you ready for, I guess, King Features, which is probably uh, a bit bigger and more complex than that. Than... Yeah, absolutely. It, um, working with, you know, working with continuity and stuff kind of helped us. It helped prove that we could, we, we could hold, <clears throat> hold and make a license successful. Mm. And, um, you know, King, King King Features has been amazing to work with. They're all great. Um, their office is incredible in New York City. <laughs> oh, so you've been there? Yes, and it, it has one of the best views. And I lived in New York, and it has one of the best views I'd ever seen. <laughs> like, it was it was difficult to remain focused in the com- in the conference room because it just overlooks the whole city, and it's just beautiful. Oh, wow. Um, but, and, you know, King Features is a, you know, segment of Hearst, which is this huge, you know, publishing company. And it was, uh, it's just been, it was, it's been amazing working with them. They're so great there. Oh, that's good. 
so so obviously like you said you you started off wanting the phantom license and then you came out of it with the phantom flash and then you've got zorro and then beta beetle and all these others is it kind of is it is it okay that you ended up with that where you've ended up with like a, a wide range of characters or would you prefer to be kind of more single-minded? Um, no, I, I prefer the more characters. Um, I think because we're kind of putting it all under the umbrella of hero hacks, which is an extension of our Vitruvian hacks line. Vitruvian hacks is our line and hacks stands for highly articulated character kit system which, you know, kind of describes the play mm. of our product. And so Hero Hacks basically means that anything in that umbrella is hacks compatible, which means you can take it apart and mix it with our other figures. Yep. Um, all of our figures are modular, and they can be, you can mix and match parts. Um, so when Phantom comes out, if you want to put him on one of our knights, you could put his head and his hands on the knight or whatever and kind of make a Phantom knight, a Phantom, you know, uh, like, you know, using like our elf, whatever elves you can make like Phantom and like kind of a Robin Hoodie look with the hood and all of that stuff if you wanted. And that that's kind of our play that's what we kind of push and we we really want to push creative play and yeah and customization yeah so so, so um people can get a wide range of um from past characters and stuff i can see i can see collectors now putting their fandom together and putting them on the shelf and then two weeks later wandering past going oh i just wish he was holding a spear instead or um yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and just constantly updating what what he looks like yeah so do you like do you have an example because for 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 most fan and fans where we've only been um i guess you know uh exposed to the defenders of the earth and the phantom movie type of figurine which is not at all what you explained could you like for those who are listening you know might not be that good but for those who are watching on the youtube could you show us a like I guess how you can pull apart the pieces and do you have something like that that you could show us just because I guess for those who are not used to it or don't understand it, it might be a little bit hard to, um, to comprehend, I guess. Is that? Yeah. Well, um, so here, there we go. We have, this is one of our red blank figures. So it, 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 in addition to our um, uh, Greek, ancient Greek and fantasy line, we, we also have a line of customizable blanks. Um, this is essentially a nude figure. Um, we have male and female in a variety of colors, black, blue. Um, we've got like a lavender purple, which is really good for like a Defenders of the Earth style because he, he was much lighter purple. But um, the figures easily pop apart so you can like switch out torsos. Um, you can pull them apart at the shoulder, the elbow, the wrist, and then just pop them back together. 
are blanks our blanks come with an assortment of heads and hands and feet so you can swap them out like he's currently got the boot feet on but i can easily put on the like bare human feet um and here's one here this is actually a custom i'm working on as uh somebody recognizable from the old flash gordon cartoons this is for myself uh, okay. Captain Eric, um, and this is a yellow and red blank put together. I haven't painted it yet or anything. And then this this is our Spartan head on him, and I'll um I'll do some paint work on it, add a belt and stuff like that myself. But yeah, this is the type of a uh, mix and match that you can do. Uh, I mentioned that I'm a comic guy, and uh, my favorite comic is uh, Green Lantern. This is another one I'm working on that you can see it's a green and black blank put together. There's some painting done on this already, but not all of it. So you can see how, you know, I switch apart. I switch the colors that I want and then um, paint what needs to be painted. And then in the end, you have a, a little less paint, paint rub and stuff like that. When you're done, you can kind of uh, control the, uh, control the, um, the damage that like, cause like on a, if you paint the whole figure and you bend his knees, it's all going to scrape off. So mm -hmm. if you, you have the parts that you can switch them around, you get kind of a, you get, you, you, you get a more poseable figure. The other thing with our figures is this is the highly articulated part mm -hmm. is, you know, you can pose them. You can get them into some really nice, like, you know, fighting stances and stuff. So they look really nice on a shelf. You could put together a whole diorama if you wanted to like, yeah. here's a pirate ship and you could put this whole diorama of phantom fighting pirates or something like that, like together. Wow. <clears throat> well, if, you, if you're listening to the podcast, that last three to five minutes is probably the yeah. biggest reason you should ever look at our YouTube channel because that was just amazing to see. Oh. From, from, a, from a phantom fans, that's a point of view, that's mind blowing that there's that much articulation. Yeah. That, that, that looks like I would. Have, I was trying to count as you were going. At least twelve um, break points, if you like, in terms of interchangeable parts. By the time you go, um, yeah, it's he comes apart at the head, the shoulders, the upper torso, the waist, um, and then the ankles and the wrists, um, elbows, and then on the back here, if you wanted to change out and give him like. Like this one has the like yellow underpants with the yes. red legs. If you take that screw out, you can take apart the the butt crotch area <laughs> and swap them around. Yeah, so, and um, the last toys I played with that were were that um, articulated would have been the GI Joe toys yeah. from the. I guess late eighties, early nineties. But uh, the problem with them was that um, the rubber band holding the yes. um, the the hips to the torso um, was very perishable, unfortunately. But yeah. that's not a problem clearly with your guy, with your kid. No, we we um yeah we don't have anything perishable within it. Like they they should last a long time. Um, and like we, we we built them to come apart and go back together over and over again, so they shouldn't mm -hmm. even shouldn't be a, eventually that would you know wear and loosen up. But, but the uh, the idea is that 
you know, if you want to make, like I said, if you want to put Phantom's head and stuff on a night or, um, you know, play that he's traveled back in time to ancient Greece, you could put the armor over the Phantom figure, like our Greek armor and stuff like that. Like that would be a lot of fun. So how many, how many characters would you have in your range already that, that um, you know, people might go and go, well, I'll, I'll back order this or whatever and, and play with a, an ancient oh. Greek or a knight or... We, we have, we do have, we still have some, uh, our Greek figures, um, we still have, I mean, not all of them, um, but we have like the Leonidas with the lunchbox coming up. We have... Uh, you know, we have a night that's, it's not a historical night, but it's its a more of a fantasy night. Um, but he, you know, a lot of his armor comes off and stuff, so you could uh, mix and match. We have, um, like, rogues and, like, travelers. We have, I, I know uh, the Phantom has fought Medusa in the uh, Phantomen comics, and we do have a Medusa figure like that we did that's a full, fully posable tale and everything. Like we do, you know, articulation is mm. kind of our thing and hyper detail. Yeah. Like that's what we refer to it as with the, uh, you know, he's, he's very accurate. Um, yeah. Anatomy wise. And uh, do I have one of the females here? I don't know how this will read on the um, screen because she's transparent, but this is one of the female bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's a lot more realistic than some of the female bodies we've seen. Well, well, both of those characters just look like they're um, athletic, super fit, I'd say, yeah. and, and yes. strong. Like they work out yeah. clearly, but they're not um, um, they're not overly muscular or, or um, um, yeah, they don't have like inflated balloon or <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you've you've you already sold me before the podcast, but you've sold me again. Um, so, so the, th- I've read some of the, the 30 articulated points. So why is that such a big deal for you? Is that just because you want to be like better than anyone else? Is it something that was always a bugbear when you had your own, um, figurines or? Yeah. When I was a kid, even Joe's, I wanted to move a little bit more than they did. Mm. And, um, Coming from Hasbro, one of the things we were always doing on Marvel and on G.I. Joe and even Star Wars was find and we could cram into a tiny little figure. Um, The the Marvel Legends line of six-inch figures, you could put a ton more articulation in a figure if it's bigger. When we started Boss Fight, we wanted to see how much we could put in as into a small figure and still have it look good like that there's always a balance of aesthetic and articulation that you, you need to meet um because if you put a ton of articulation and it just looks like a marionette well that's no fun mm. you want it to look like a person still and um as you know we're we're all toy collectors heavy <clears throat> heavy toy collectors like we have tons of toys from, from all sorts of companies and all sorts of things. And one of the things, especially in the U S articulation is like one of the key selling points for product here. 
So we wanted to really push that. And because we all come from, you know, mostly a G.I. Joe and Star Wars background, both as fans and as uh, designers, you know, we like this four-inch scale. Um, also, most companies are moving away from the four-inch scale. So that kind of leaves a hole in the market that we can we get to fill. That, that's your point of difference? Yeah. So what makes a four-inch so good? Because like, I know, you know, like you said, that you said there's six-inch and there's seven-inch and all that yeah. type of stuff. What, 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 what makes four-inch? Um, definitely price point. Price point, It makes yep. it more, a little more consumable by, by the fans. Also, you get to play in the world of, of vehicles and play sets and stuff a little bit more. It's easier. A horse becomes $35, whereas a six-inch scale horse becomes $50. Yeah, um, that's a big thing. So, yeah, and also, you know, shelf space. If, if we make all 21 Phantoms and maybe a few Ooh. additional ones, <laughs> and they were seven <laughs> inches, how much yeah. shelf space is that going to take up for you? I'll find room. But it's a really good point because um, as, as, as any collector knows, um, you know, space is at a premium and, and um, yes. no one... Well, not very many people live in a mansion or, a, or an extensive skull, skull cave with uh, catacombs wherever. Um, you know, we've all got, and we, most of us, well, the really nerdy ones don't, but most of us have got families and wives um, who, who then put limitations on how much space you're allowed to take off, take up. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. So can we ask, can we see the Phantom prototype? Yes, I, I have it here. So again, if you if you listen yeah. to us on the podcast, you might want to press pause, make a note of the time Check stamp the time of what stamp. it is, yep. and then um, and then go onto uh, YouTube because what you're going to see uh, is something that all we've seen before is just a little still image. So um, <laughs> we're going to remain silent and we're just going to geek out for a little bit while Eric talks. So this is this is the Phantom prototype. He's a bit shinier than he actually will be in production because he's painted. Um, but when, when he actually comes out, he will be cast in this purple color, which will bring the sheen down a little bit, um, the finish. But here he is. The ghost who walks. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> Does that belt come off? The what? Of course it does. The belt. The belt, yes. So, the you know, it's got his iconic belt buckle, both holsters. He's got the stripy underpants. He's got detailed leather boots. And, of course, his mask with the very triangular eyes, um, the, like, lenses. He will come with a pirate sword. And of course, his two cults. Well, wow. um, he Watch also it. will have, as you can see on the figure, he's got um, his hands are in fists, and he's got the uh, 
the rings. Um, but he will also come with a set of hands that are open so he can hold the guns or the sword, and they also have the rings. Wow. And um, our first foray into the fan to the 21st Phantom is going to be in the purple. Um, that's, we feel that's the more, that's the most iconic color mm. for him. Um, but, you know, it, it, we obviously uh, want to do, you know, the blue and the red and maybe some of the other, you know, kind of rando colors that the, uh, you know, that they would use in other countries on covers and stuff like that. Um, yeah. uh, he also will come with this, uh, all the Phantom figures will come with this hero hack stand. So you can pose him and stand him. How many, and, um, just, just a really quick random question on the stand. Um, I imagine there's more ways to place his feet on the stand than just a, a, a facing forward stance. Yeah, you can. Uh, he it, there. Oh, yeah. There are four pegs. Four pegs on there, so you can move him around on the stand depending on uh, where his like weight. If you have him leaning or posed out, like some, sometimes the stand will still fall over. If you you put, put him in the uh, if he's all the way on the edge or something like that, so we put four pegs on it to kind of uh, give you some more options to kind of redistribute his weight a little bit. Yeah. Cool. Um, and obviously we'll be repainting this phantom in the, the like kind of strip gray colors, kind of as an homage to like the, the gray him being, I think Lee Falk actually said that he always actually envisioned him in gray Mm. and black, not in purple. Um, (laughs) So we, yeah, the gray version will come with the, uh, with Hero the Horse. And, uh, and then we also, in wave one, will have Julie Walker Phantom. And the first release of her will be in blue. Because we, we didn't, we didn't want to put two purple figures out at the mm. same time. <laughs> we kind of wanted to mix it up. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess, so, oh, yeah. sorry, I was just going to, uh, Dan, did you have a question about, uh, the actual figurines. I was just going to get Eric to talk about the waves and explain that. Yeah, no, that that was kind of where I was going. Like, so yeah. you just, yeah, exactly. You've just said there's sort of three figures and a horse as as wave one. Yeah. Well, te- technically, okay. So wave one is the twenty first Phantom and the Julie Walker Phantom um, together, or sold separately, or no, no they'll, they'll be sold separately, but they'll be, yeah. be in the same wave. Like they, right. they come together like in a case basically. And um, you don't have to buy both of them. You can buy, you know, you can buy one and then buy the other later or whatever. Um, but yeah, like a wave kind of constitutes for now, it'll be two, two figures at a time. They come, come out at the same time. They're produced mm-hmm. at the same time. And then, you know, they'll go on sale at the same time. Um, and then the, ho- the Phantom with Hero will be a separate item because it'll be boxed, window boxed, with the horse and Phantom next to him. And that will be, that's kind of a separate item as mm-hmm. like a... a uh, like a bonus. Yeah, like a steed with character. 
character type of a yeah. pack because we're also doing that well. Like we'll have Zoro with Tornado, and uh, th those don't come together or anything like that. But they'll. Th but it's kind of going to be similar packaging and stuff like that. Um, and, and, and that'd be really um, convenient, I guess, for you guys to produce them both at the same time because the manufacture process is going to be pretty similar. Yeah, yeah, and and they will. They'll be kind of running at the same time. Um, yeah. The uh, so like wave two of Phantom, which I've been working on this week, um, I've been working on the control art for. It is I can't say who they are yet because um, they haven't been approved by King and stuff like yeah, that just yet. But it will focus on, like I said earlier, a villain, and it'll be also be uh, one of the, one of the other Phantoms from the past. Oh, sweet! Okay. So now, obviously. Kind of, you, you've just said that you can't tell us, and we said right uh, about half an hour ago we we're going to put a pin in it and a question mark. So obviously you can't tell us which villain, um, but perhaps yeah. if you could blink once for seeing pirate, <laughs> Brent, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't want him to get in trouble with King Features. We want him to have a good relationship, so, <laughs> so we can get our twenty-one phantoms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so that's exciting. A past fandom as well in that in that wave. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Mean, that's my my big thing. One of the things I love about the fandom is the uh, generational aspect, the kind of le legacy hero, that thing where he you know passes it on to the next to his child and stuff like that. And um, so I really want to kind of focus the line a little bit on that. So kind of the goal is awesome. to kind of hop around. It won't be an order or anything like that, but it'll be kind of hopping around and trying to kind of fill them all in as we can. So will we get the 21? Or Hopefully. That's the goal. Well, sales, uh, sales yeah. figures are probably going to dictate that a little bit, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. And it, you know, the, the twenty four always kind of mm. be the focus because he's the one we can change the color of his costume and stuff like that, and kind yeah. of keep yeah. him out there in some variation. Of course, and then you've got future fans like twenty forty and yeah, um, and, and stuff like that as well. Hopefully, um, we're still trying to figure out if we can do twenty forty. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, there, right, there might be, like, under the terms the of your license. Yeah. So you, you made mention of a bad guy, which could be Singh Pirate, General Barbudo, you know, the list is endless, the vultures. Um, will we get other characters? Like, will we get Luaga, Villagers, the Banda, Jungle Patrol, Diana, and stuff like that as well? Um, that's, I mean, the goal is to always... You, the, the goal will always be to have the phantom in a wave in some version and another character. Yeah. So whether that character is sometimes like the first wave, it's two phantoms with Julie and, and Kit. And then, but some waves might be, you know, phantom and a villain or phantom and a supporting character. Uh, obviously Diana would be on the list. Um, characters like, mm. you know, Sala or the, like, I, I'm for some reason I, I'm very drawn towards the first Jungle Patrol, the first, oh, first yeah, four, yeah, the red yeah. haired. Yeah. Um, also, Garan is an oh, obvious. I'd love to see a two inch Garan. 
Yeah, like he'd be really <laughs> small and kind of fun, and he would be. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean that's that's definitely the goal is to kind of get get really get into the whole universe, the the whole thing, not just fandom. And, yeah. and would you do? Um, uh, you know, you talked about dioramas before. I'd love to be able to set all of these up in front of my um, my boss fight skull cave. Do you do yeah, a skull cave uh, would be amazing as a playset type of thing with the throne and maybe a catacomb little section with like that'd be really fun. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, you know, uh, Mattel does like a snake mountain or a castle gray skull they have some difficulty hitting their their numbers that they need so a play, play sets are kind of a they're a hard sell but it would not be it would be something we want to do because we love designing crazy crazy stuff like that hmm. cool and then of course there's all animals as well there's uh the fandom's got you know devil Hero, which we've already talked about, it's got elephants and yeah, cats Fracka and, and stuff with Fracker and yeah. Um, I, I'm first. I'm I'm an animal lover, like big time, <laughs> uh, and uh, so you know we're already putting out Hero, and then we'll see. I have my eyes on Fracka and Devil as little, you know, semi-posable, you know, mm, kind of wow. characters to put out, and I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, I was a big fan when I grew up. Uh, GI Joe, any of the characters with animal, because they had an animal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember some of them actually. There was one that had a leopard, or no, like a panther or something, I believe. Um, yeah. there was one that had he had like a wild cat, Spearhead and Max. I had that, yes. In fact, I probably still got him in a box somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you don't throw that stuff out. <laughs> no, I think I've still got my Geo Joes as well. Uh, um, so, now, with one of the Flash Gordon, which is the other license, uh, I think it was the 40th anniversary one, which had a lunchbox, which yeah. was re released it. Now, is that something that uh, is a possibility with the Phantom that we will see the Phantom packaged with things like lunch boxes and what are some other past, I guess, uh, packaging extras that you have done like a lunch box before? Well, we um, we we kind of start we started the lunch box thing started with Bucky. We we did a repaint of one of the characters that came with a, a lunchbox that had all new artwork on it. And it was really fun. It was really well received. So we decided to do it again with um, one of our best-selling characters, uh, figures was Leonid King Leonidas from our Greek line. And we wanted to put him back out some way, but we wanted to put him out special. So we decided to pack him with this lunchbox with this very 1980s vibe artwork on mm. it, like illustrations. Like it looks very much like so, something that would have existed in the 1980s. So we put him back out with that. Um, and then it's been very, very well received. So we're, you know, we, we, we decided to launch the 
the um, Flash Gordon line with a lunchbox and Flash in his like TV in his movie uh, T-shirt that says Flash, and um, that has all new artwork by uh, um, Erica Henderson of Squirrel Girl fame at Marvel, and um, we're very excited about that. It's been doing very well. I can imagine we would probably dig into a phantom lunchbox at some point. Uh, <laughs> I would love to do it. And I would love to get like all new artwork for it and everything. Mm. And um, it's just kind of a picking which phantom to put in there and, you know, what, what, what characters are people going to want enough to buy the lunchbox and the, and create a cool lunchbox mm. to go mm. with it. So, I can imagine we'll awesome. do that eventually. But well, not, there's, not already, there's been two lunchboxes. I've got the Phantom 2041 here. I'm not sure. Awesome. Uh, and then I've got the Defenders of the Earth one, but there's other stuff piled on top of it. So <laughs> that would have created an avalanche. But um, uh, looking forward to getting another Phantom lunchbox. Uh, so um, you've seen the lunchboxes before, Dan? Yeah, yeah, of course. I don't have any of them. Um, I, I've sort of stayed away from collecting the 2040 uh business because you've got to you got to draw lines in places but uh yeah no they're, they're, um yeah. They're, yeah. They're nice. would you get a lunchbox i well obviously i'd get two one that i would um <laughs> one, one that i'd use and one that i'd keep on the shelf <laughs> and, yeah, and i've got a i've got a 10 year old he'd actually he'd love a phantom lunchbox i might have to yeah, get three yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go you've you've i've got two kids as well that Probably, so, yeah, you probably just made ten sales out of two of us. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, oh, now, have so have you seen have you seen some of the other past phantom figurines that we've had to put up with before, Eric? Oh yeah. Um... I didn't have any of the Defenders of the Earth ones when I was a kid, but I was aware of them. I saw them around. Um, I really wanted to buy when I, you know, well, I wasn't a kid anymore, but I really wanted to, <laughs> I really wanted a Phantom figure based on the Billy Zane movie. But then when that figure came out, I just could never bring myself to buy it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, we we obviously had to buy it because we are, um, yeah. you know, that wasn't where I'd drawn the line. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's not great, is it? No, it's no, not. It's kind of goofy. The, 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 the uh, throne yeah. is kind of cool. Um, I was actually talking to uh, a mutual friend. Um, is it of of Ovrin from Norway? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. He's I know, actually I know. It went very well. Yeah, he's um he's actually used one of your blanks and yeah. done it up as the Phantom and actually put it on the skull throck uh, frame, which I think Dan's just about to show. Um, and he said that it actually works quite well. Yeah, and yeah, so I am just now showing the um this is the the ninety six skull throne, which I do love, but I have um. I have the Defenders of the Earth toy sitting on it because uh, it looks so much better than the other one. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I love mixing and matching. I'm looking forward to your set. <laughs> so 
I thought what we'll quickly do before we jump into some other questions is we'll just quickly do a bit of a show and tell of some of the other figurines, which will hopefully ex explain why we're what us the Chronicle are excited about this because we've been, we'll produce this as an article as well, but we haven't had much um, haven't had much good stuff. So. So the original one was the um, 1966 Captain Action, which is kind of like a dress up. So it's like a bit of a plastic thing. Got little clothes, pretty average. They then released a 1999 one, which is this one here, which then matches up with Lone Ranger, Flash Gordon, and some others. Um, and then Cast Away, which was in 2008, did one of these which is quite nice but again it's quite limited and it's quite doesn't look realistic or anything um shocker did a shocker of a toy uh which is this is their marshmallow one and then they also had another one um that was supposed to be released they did uh pre-orders and a whole bunch of suckers paid for that and never got anything i was one of those um, the best one would be the Defenders of the Earth, which Dan's talked about. And then, of course, you've got the Our Head, which was the Billy Zane. I think the Billy Zane one that I did like was, I liked Hero. I thought Hero was quite a cool. And I liked the guns with the uh, little belt and stuff. But again, it was nothing to the level of, of what you've showed us before. So, um, I think... In looking at those, which are fairly average, I think you, you, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out why these um, are so much more exciting. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> we're we're very excited to uh, we're we're so excited to put them out. Like we're <laughs> I can't wait for the product to hit. I guess that's a good question. When will it hit? When will it be out? We we are currently aiming at. Um, late summer, early fall, but, uh, you know, with factory slowdowns due to the coronavirus outbreak, uh, we're, we can't really say for sure, unfortunately. Um, we just, uh, we're still moving forward. That's all we can do, but there just may be some delays at the factory level that we can't avoid because there's not enough people to run the factories right now. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for a dumb Australian who's struggling with the concept of what fall means when we call it autumn and it's the other side of the world, um, what sort of month of... Uh, of um, end, end, of so, end of summer would mean August, September-ish. And then yeah, okay. fall would be, you know, uh, October, November. Okay. So, okay. so maybe so, in time for Christmas. Yes. That's the goal. <laughs> All right, so that brings me to my that that, that sounds like very good timing because a it gives me time to save up and b um, it could could work out really well as Christmas presents. Um, is this um, yourself you know ten year old son? Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about my ten year old son. Um, is this is this at a price point for collectors or for players or for kids? Like, is this you know what what sort of price point? Oh, I was very excited when you said before about thirty five. 50 or you know that was the number you were talking about for horses so what what sort of price point are we talking about um the so we are we are 
primarily aimed at collectors, although our stuff is age graded to be fine for kids. Um, we're looking at twenty six ninety nine wow. USD for um, the the Phantom Forge figures, and probably around fifty for the horse and Phantom figure together. Wow. Um, and the, the the horse and Phantom come with quite a bit because it's got you know the the horse has a stand and it'll actually come with the saddle and everything which are normal horses. We normally sell the saddles separately from the horses, so this will be the first time be together and okay. with a figure we did that we haven't put a figure with a horse yet so this is like the first time we'll be doing yeah. that to see how that that does sales wise wow so 20 i think you said 26 27 dollars us works out to be about 40 australian well, and 50 probably at about 65 australian the way the economy is going <laughs> um, and then the exchange well, at, rate is at, crap. At, at this at this moment, and then the <laughs> um, US is at about early March. As Dan said, it could be double that in a couple of months' time. <laughs> so, I, I guess we've talked about the price range when it's going to be coming is there an option for pre-orders yeah we always we almost always pre-order stuff um we don't usually like to pre-order it until it's tooled and ready to go yeah um so it might still be it'll probably be early summer um probably like April, May at the earliest for for us to put pre-orders up for these. It may be even later than that. We don't know yet what our exact schedule is going to be. But we we would like it to be, you know, probably, you know, April, May for pre-orders on. And are your your sales all online through your own website? Do you distribute to stores? Are they likely to turn up in our local comic shops in Australia and Sweden and, you know, all over the shop? Well, we do do have an issue with that only because um, our license does not include, it it only includes uh, North America currently. Sure, okay. So our distribution license, it doesn't mean we we can sell direct to people, but we can't yeah. sell to like comic shops in Australia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right now. So, um, yeah. You said you can't sell wholesale, but um, for yeah. us, if we wanted to buy online, there's no problem with that. No, you can buy it from bossfightshop.com, which is our, our store. You can buy from direct from there. Unfortunately for the, the Australian market, the unfortunate part is the shipping to Australia is almost yeah. always uh, harsh. Um, <laughs> we keep it as low as we can. We've actually just added some more options viable um, than USPS or you know whatever. But we have all the options now to ship however it is needed. Mm. Um, my recommendation is always get together with some other fans. Yeah try and put together some orders to try to split the shipping costs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That said, if you get too many pieces in one order, it just skyrockets the shipping because the size of the box or the weight. So there's like a yeah. medium ground to try and get, you know, 10, 15 figures together in a box versus, you know, don't try and get 50 figures together because then it's just going <laughs> to gonna jump yeah, your yeah, shipping. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that we're, we're hoping that in the next, you know, it, depending on how sales go this year that we can kind of increase our, our range for wholesale to get stuff out a, a little more to yeah. other countries. Yeah. Cool. So each would each wave be released at around um, the same probably time not. We, we kind of don't work on that sort of schedule with our factory. Um, being a small company means we kind of got to, you know, get our production in queue where we can. Um, we were originally hoping to get wave one and two out this year, um, but wave two will probably actually be early 2021 instead. Um, but hopefully we'll be doing wave three right on the tails of that, like shortly after wave two. Um, it's... There's yeah with with the way we schedule shipping schedule production they probably it probably won't be the same time every year it'll probably kind of sh- sh- shift forward and backward a little bit each year. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, so so we'll have to keep an eye on bossfightshop.com to see uh, see yep. it as it's coming up, or of course um, chroniclechamber.com will be um, will absolutely let everybody know as each wave comes available. Exactly. Yeah, and if you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, that's the best place to get news from us. We're always any anytime there's a sale stuff, uh, anytime there's product dropping or coming out, we we post all about it all over okay. the place. So so searching on Facebook Facebook for Boss Fight Studio what, and your Twitter handle, uh, Boss Fight Studio. We're Boss Fight Perfect. Studio on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Easy. Good stuff. So at the Toy Fair, um, it worked out very perfectly because I was actually up crook that whole time. So I was getting quite regular updates in the middle of the night. But there was another another announcement as well, Phantom-related, which um, is the Defenders of the Earth. So were you a little bit disappointed you didn't get get to have that license? And did you go for it originally or...? How dare NECA do this to us? Again, I'm joking. <laughs> no, we're we're actually friends with some of the guys at NECA and stuff like that. And we um I we all collect NECA product and uh I um we were told early on that we we did not have access to Defenders of the Earth. We knew that. And we were okay with that because we're hoping for a multi-year deal. To, for this to kind of go on for yeah. you know more than just our initial contract, so yeah. you know the and, and what you have access to in these contracts in licensing often changes and shifts each year, which is so that's fine. I'm you know we don't need we can't physically put out everything in one year or two years. Like we we need time, so yeah. I'm okay waiting on Defenders of the Earth 
for a couple of years. That's, that's okay for me. And, um, man, NECA knocked it out of the park with those figures. They are seen. We we got to the NECA booth while we were at toy fair and, uh, seeing them in person and the painted prototypes, they are gorgeous and great. And those, their seven inch body is so, so much fun to play with because, um, it's a similar body to what they have, what they did recently with their, like, Green Lantern, uh, Yellow Lantern, Predator pack and stuff like that. They, it's a, so it's a similar body. We have those at the office and play with them all the time. So those are going to be some nice figures when they come out. Awesome. Yeah, cool. We are in, we have started our email conversation with them and, and uh, uh, looking at trying to get uh, a bit of an uh, interview as well later down the track nice. with them as well. So, yeah, so... Just had to ask that question as well because it was because when I first saw it, I thought, "Oh, sweet, you've announced Defense of the Earth yeah. and your Phantom line," uh, and then it was like, you know, put the pieces together. It's like, hang on, no, there's another company producing. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's like you know we've been starved of something decent for you know almost thirty Ever. years <laughs> with uh, Defense of the Earth, and then in the space of one night, everyone's <laughs> dreams came true in double. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm I'm really excited about those. I don't know how I'm going to afford them, but I'm going to have to have them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not sure how we're going to afford yeah. it all either. <laughs> That's pretty much how I live every day. How can yeah. I afford? <laughs> What are you sure the kids need a new pair of shoes? I've been eyeing off this <laughs> bit of phantom stuff. And it doesn't matter if they got holes in it; they can wear them for another month or two. <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, I'm just just going through. Uh, Dan, is there any other questions that that you can think of that we've? Missed? Oh no, no, no more questions. I can think because it's just it's been so much to take in. Um, I, I'm just really excited, Eric, and um, you know, probably one of the things that's got me the most excited excited is your excitement, and and yeah. you know, we can hear your passion and how keen you are, um, and to see to see the toys, and but but also to know that your history of it, and I think you might have said again just before we started recording how when you started Boss Fight that the fandom was, you know, right up the top of your list in terms of licensed characters that you wanted to produce. So, um, you know, congratulations after the, the seven or eight years or whatever it has been of Boss Fight that you've, you've finally achieved that. But, um, you know, congratulations and, 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 of course, thank you on behalf of, uh, of people who are going to look forward to playing with these guys. Thank you. I'm, I, I can't wait for people to get them in hands. It's going to be great. Yeah. So I've got a couple more. Are your business partners and staff, are they like, do they know who the fandom is and stuff? Or have you had to like educate them with these? No, we're, we're all, you know, we're all comic and science fiction nerds. So, you know, they, you know, if, if even if they don't know it as deeply as I might, um, they, you know, they know of him and they know, you know, what he's about and stuff like that. So hmm. I think it's a good, I think it's a good fit for all of us. Yeah. And do you still read the comics now? Like, have you been able to pick up some comics now and um, recently? I have actually, I just bought from Oyvind a stack 
of uh, trade paperbacks and graphic novels, including um, some of the uh, the Falk, uh strips, like the the classic stuff. And um, I'm looking really forward to kind of you know getting getting through that stuff. Um, and I read the daily strips online every day. So, you know, oh, wow. I do still follow along with all that. Oh, so are you enjoying the current story? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm digging the, the story. I really like what's the, the Sunday strip right now with the, you know, all about the, um, they don't fan him. Yeah. 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 The, uh, uh, I forgot the captain's name, the, the explorer's Bass. name, George Bass. Yeah. But Enjoying that one. Really would be the thirteenth phantom, I reckon. The which one? The thirteenth. Oh, um, you re- you reckon that's wave two? Do you need a gym? Uh, <laughs> I reckon it'll be one of the few ones because the phantom with a sword and the like the like the cape type of thing and the big hat. It, nah, yeah. nah. My my current bet is the sixth phantom because he was no, there with the, with the uh, origin yeah. of the jungle patrol. Ah. So, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, you should start a uh, poll yeah. on the, the page about uh, which phantoms they want to see the most from yeah. one through one. That's, that's <laughs> a good idea. I will get that, that up. Um, uh, we'll get that up. I don't know. We might even get it up tonight or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Asking you shall receive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get that. That up, um, we'll get that up, and we'll, uh, we'll watch. We we'll watch the numbers, and we'll see. Uh, see where we go, and see if I'm very knows. curious. Uh, with with uh, Oyvind's help, I actually put together a um, chart that's got one through twenty one with like images of each one and like the years they were active and like all that stuff. Like it's it's a it's a big because uh, because like one of the things. Mm. I'm planning to do is when we kind of touch on like if it's a phantom in the late 1700s, like kind of mixing the imagery from the comics with historical like details and stuff like that and kind of making it a little bit more real. Mm. What would have been possible at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of, kind of mixing it together, making sure like he has the right, like weapons and like the right flintlock guns that would have existed at the time and things like that. And just, uh, as kind of, a, we, we, we enjoy, we enjoy the, um, history lessons that we get at boss fight Mm. by, by digging into history. Like the, you know, the, I know far more about Greek mythology than I ever (laughs) thought I would. So, yeah, it's always a fun part. So would that go down to his costume as well? So for instance, I guess the Phantom in modern days would have a, a seamless suit where the Phantom from the 1500s probably would be a little bit, would, is that the level that you're, when you talk about, you know, being historically accurate, is that? That's, that's kind of a hard, that's a different, like there's still a fantasy part of it. Mm. that he almost always has that skin tight suit mm. but but mm-hmm. some of them we may venture a little bit away from that 
but some of them, I, I think that skin tight suit is just part of the look yeah. that the Phantom should have. For me, it's always been, um, you know, the boots and the and the belt and what's hanging around the belt that that almost delineates the different era of the Phantom. And um, you know, part of the mythology, of course, is that um, you know, grandfather and father and son and that you know have all met the Phantom and they always looked the same. So you can't, you, you don't want to deviate yeah. too much. Yeah, you don't. You don't want to. You don't want to wander too far away from it. But mm. there is still like some accuracy that you kind of want to work in as well. So it's kind yeah. of it's a, it's a balance of both. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um. Any other questions, Dan? No, that's fantastic. I'm just so excited, Eric, and um, thank you so much for giving us um, so much of your time on a. Uh, Friday morning over there and um, yeah. you know uh, I, I, I wish you all the very best in terms of getting this mm. to market hopefully the, the coronavirus goes away for all sorts of reasons but now mostly so that our Phantom Action <laughs> figures get here sooner <laughs> um, Do you have any anything that you feel we've missed Eric like any uh, anything that you wish we asked or anything you want to uh, any other little tidbits you want to give us or anything like that no, not really. Just uh, you know, thank you, thank you for having me on. Thank you for being fans, P H A N. And I, uh, you know, I our goal is to make everybody happy with this product and put out the best product Definitely. we can. So, uh, can we have another look at that fan and figure in before we? Sure. Go? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. His, I wish I could put his guns in the uh, in his hands, but they would break. Yeah, it just printed material. It's really good. So Dan, uh, a little secret: uh, the body sculpture. Uh, I doubled for that. Oh well, <laughs> I literally would never, ever, ever have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, but it just it just looks amazing. Um, again, if you're listening to this on the podcast, how clear this will be. The, yeah, I, I the don't think we're quite the, getting the focus on the ring. Yeah, the, but, the skull um, is actually the skull and the crosswords are actually like visible oh. on the rings right now. So um, I'm very hopeful that that still comes out because sometimes you lose detail in the tooling. But I, uh, <laughs> I'm really hoping it comes out yeah. still because it looks really nice. Um, yeah. So just I, uh, I guess. From us, we appreciate what you, what you've done, spending your time with us this morning, uh, showing us, you know, the Phantom, um, and explaining the articulation. I think that's very important because I think for a lot of Phantom fans, we have never seen something that highly detailed, that highly articulated, that modulated, where we can accessorize and custom build and. It opens up a whole new window for a lot of Phantom fans. Um, I I know there's some Phantom fans out there like Oven, uh, Charlie Kurtz, I believe it is, in the US, and there's some others as well who do customise Phantom figurines and, and stuff like that, and they're always crying out, you know, we need more of this, we need more of this, and and stuff like that. So I think you ma you're making a lot of Phantom fans happy right at this stage. Um, that's great to hear. I am... Um... 
it's nice that he's getting the same attention that like Captain America and Superman and this year he's getting the same kind of attention in product that, you know, they get all the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and he was first. So he... A hundred percent. So yeah, it's, it's great to to see him getting that attention. Yeah, you're preaching to the converted and the, and the <laughs> choir here at the moment. Um, the only negative is that it's going to mean we're going to have to do more work around the house uh, when we ask the wife that we need to spend all this money. So that's <laughs> probably the only negative out that. of this. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not really worried. It's good. <laughs> no, I'm not worried at all. It's a good problem to have. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, Eric, I just just want to say thank you. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for your time today, but also prior as we've been talking for what the last six, eight yeah. months about the podcast, about the line, um, and stuff like that. And I'm sure we'll probably keep talking as we uh, as you let us know when the waves are about to hit and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Um, uh, so we can... you want me on, I'll I'll jump on. Yeah. So. No. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, I reckon a, uh, I reckon another podcast as the uh, as the line drops would be uh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I reckon what would be better though is that if we get, say, like a like one of the first shipping, so then we can actually like look at it, and <laughs> it as we're talking and about then, it and stuff. And like there, that. The, the truth comes out. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just think it would be a better um, a better podcast. um but no seriously uh on behalf of myself and i i I just want to say thank you and um i'm sure dan will want to do the same yeah thank you guys for having me so this was great no worries until next time happy phantoming eric (laughs) you too (laughs) well well dan i don't know about you but in the words of big kev i'm excited Oh, that's, um, you, you don't like to rate your, your interviews and your podcasts, but you know, I was super excited after we spoke to Cy Barry. Um, and I'm trying to think of some others, but the prospect of a new Venom toy <laughs> and possibly the best one we've ever seen. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's really cool. Really exciting news. I think you hit the nail on the head. Like we've been lucky that we've gotten a lot of comics and there's a lot of cool merchandise you know we've had the trade card series recently and, and of course our book as well which is you know <laughs> which may now not be the product of uh, 2020 um, <laughs> but this is going to be awesome um and you know and I remember when we were first started talking about it and stuff like that uh and I said this is going to be awesome and um yeah and very quickly as we, we understood the whole articulation and pulling the head off is actually a good thing in this case. You're not going to get in trouble like when you pulled the Barbie dolls' heads off your sisters. Or, and, or even or even with this guy, I remember, you know, pulling the arms off and, and I could still do it now, but he might snap because he's so old. But, you know, the arms, the arms could come off, but that was not a great idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the lucky band in the G.I. Joe's, like, Oh, I had like about, I remember playing for my Geo Joes, and the lucky band yeah. came. So I ended up using blue tack to try and keep them together, yes. and it ended up just <laughs> we, we, being. I reckon we all did that, and, and it was this, so it was such a sad moment when that band snapped, and you're like, oh no. 
My favourite yeah. G.I. Joe doll, because it's always the favourite, the snaps, of course, because you play with him all the time. Um, suddenly he's in two pieces and, and yeah, you've got to try and either glue him back together or, or um, um, blue or tack like his hay, so got... <laughs> <laughs> Tragic. Yeah, I remember my G.I. Joe, he ended up becoming a cripple that would literally just sit <laughs> in the car because that's all he could do. Every time he get out of the car, he would come into three or four pieces. Um, but yeah, so um, as you can tell, myself and Dan, we're very excited about this. Um, again, if you listen to this on the um, uh, podcast, we do recommend jumping onto uh, YouTube and just, just having a look at the articulation he oh well you you've got to for this one because yeah. the different poses that he was able to put that red blank into and then of course being able to show us the phantom prototype is just so exciting and uh you know it, it, it sounds almost like and you don't want to get too carried away and oversell things and all the rest of it but it sounds like almost the perfect collectible because the price point's good the size is good shelf space and all the rest of it he's talking about um you know the the ability to customize it and um and and change the design every fortnight as i sort of said as you walk past you go, oh I'd, I'd like him to be looking over there now or, or he's got his guns out instead of his fists and that sort of thing it just um it's just so exciting it really is yeah 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 no definitely so um we hope everyone else is excited we will keep everyone abreast of all the news as we learn what might be coming out and stuff like that um uh, as soon as we see everything, we will be letting everyone know with pre-orders when it comes out, any exciting news like the Lunchbox or the Skull Cave pirate ship. That's what I'll be. Along with the Skull Cave, but the pirate ship is, you know, I can just imagine big pirate ship, the Phantom, you know, with the Jungle Patrol, um, you know, fighting big sword fights and all that. It just... The so, options are just endless. Um, he was really good. He didn't let us in on who the villain was going to be, but who would it be for you? If if you could choose your favourite Phantom villain and who's going to come out in Wave 2, who would it be? Okay. If it had to be someone, I think... I don't know. I reckon we might... It will probably be a Sing Pirate, but mm. Sala maybe, or we might even get like um like one of the modern day greats from the newspaper strips because he did kind of say that he's really enjoys the, the newspaper stories and stuff. So, mm. um, wouldn't mind seeing the vultures as well because that big striking V would be yeah. nice and symbolic. Yeah. What about There's yourself? lots of options. I, I'm going to, I'm going to put my money down on a sing pirate, whether it's dog icing or car icing or, um, that, that's where I, that's where yeah. I think it'll go. It's pro- like a pirate. You know, like it will probably be the, um, you know, the, the obvious choice, I guess, if that kind of makes sense. But mm. it, it makes sense doing that. And then as you go, you can have your Sala, your Vultures, or have another, you know, the Pirates and stuff like that. Mm. So, yeah. So, um, anyway, as we know, we'll let you all know about it. Um, if this is your first ever listen to us and you want to learn more about us, you can find us on our website, which is chroniclechamber.com. Uh, if you want to email us and talk to us, you can email us at chroniclechamber at gmail.com. We're all over social media as well. Uh, so on Facebook, we're chroniclechamber.com. On Twitter, we're at chroniclechamber. 
and Instagram, we're at Chronicle Chamber. Now, all of this is not uh, possible without our Patreon supporters. So for those who have come in late, uh, Patreon is basically a platform where you, the fans, can help us pay the bills that the website, that everything costs money these days. And basically the Patreon helps us uh, to be able to be able to pay those. So there's different levels, uh, different commitments, anywhere from a dollar to five dollars. I think there's even a twenty dollar uh, option as well. Now, uh, just one little thing: it is US dollars, so you just need to be wary of that. Uh, if you do support us from a five dollars onwards, we do have our um, a reward level, which is for our Santa Preservation Project. Now that. Uh, we haven't updated anything with that for a little bit, but we will soon. But we're just quite busy with the book. Um, uh, as we said in the intro, Dan's visiting the post office basically daily uh, and spending a lot of late nights um, packing and stuff like that as well. So um, we will update the Phantom Preservation Project very, very soon. Um, as Dan just talks, well, I should if have... you are interested about the book, this is the book. Uh, this is showing there. this is the book there's there's um this is all that's left no not not quite true there's <laughs> there's another box i haven't opened yet but uh it's it's actually selling really quick we've had over 150 orders for the the bushfire appeal book so far uh which translates to i th it's going to be close to nearly 300 books sold um so um we only had a print run of 400 so they're they're disappearing fast so if you want one um now's your time yep and you can I can go on an order there, which is chroniclechamber.com. Now, again, if you have come in late and you are interested in subscribing to us and listen to us more regularly, you can subscribe to us on any good uh, platform like iTunes. Uh, and then if you are an Android user, you can subscribe to us on various ones like Podbean, Player FM, CastBot, Listen Notes. And we're also on Spotify as well. So if you are a Spotify user, you can listen to us there as well in between listening to Britney Spears or whatever else you type of listen to. Um, <laughs> um, Jermaine Parker, man of the people. <laughs> uh, I've kind of lost my train of thought. Um, again, we just want to say thank you to everyone. So on behalf of myself, uh, happy fantoming. Happy fandoming, everybody. 500 years ago, he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck. And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty. And all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this man cannot die. The the ghost who walks Enemies beware The phantom's always there But you won't find the phantom He finds